Good morning again. Take two. Good morning, John. Good morning, Tanya. Thank you Good so morning. much. Absolutely. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Leaders and Learners, where we all know the best leaders are lifetime learners. And today I have someone very important to me um, because I live in Redondo Beach and he happens to be my city council person from my district. So I want to go ahead and welcome John and let him tell you a little bit about himself. Well, thank you, Tanya. Uh, as I said before, I, I watch the show quite a bit and I learn a lot each time. And I think that you are a fantastic leader and I appreciate you having me on your show. So let's I just let's get that started. So I love it. I love it. Well, as you mentioned, I am your city council member. I've been a city council member for the last four years. I run for re-election. It is campaign time. I'm out uh, doing my best during a pandemic. Now, there's a lot going on, but uh, I, I believe that my track record and getting stuff done for my neighbors um, gives me a really good shot, and I'm very happy about that. So, so where do you want to start? So I usually start at the beginning um, about your leadership, but I, I think I want to change it up and I want to talk about what you've learned in all the time that you've been in service. And some people call it politics. I call it service because at the end of the day, you are serving your community. And I want you to tell me what you have learned in all that time and how long you've been in service. Sure. Well, uh, I'll, I'll go back real quick to the, the beginning. Uh, I moved here 22 years ago, so I'm a 22-year resident. Um, I'm, I run companies. I build companies. I'm a senior executive in, in a number of things. Right now, I'm a management consultant, which means that I, uh, I work with executives. And it's a leadership position. And here's what it really comes down to from a leadership standpoint for me. You have to treat people well when they give their time, whether it's via a paycheck or volunteering their time. And you have to accept what you have and do everything you can to make them better. So my job, whether I'm a city council member, I'm a senior executive in one of my businesses, I'm a consultant, or I'm giving back. I'm a, you know, even like Kiwanis, which is a, a group that I'm involved with giving back to our community. My job and what I see is that I'm here to make those people do the best that they can. So I believe in people, I believe in, in helping people, but also uh, enabling things to happen that um, normally wouldn't happen by getting people involved. And dealing with volunteers and dealing with residents and everything has its own mechanism, but it's all really the same. People want to do good and I'd like to, I'd like to help them uh, do that and help them achieve. And it's not about me, it's about them. That's how it really works. So, service sounds a little selfless. Uh, most people believe that you don't do good things unless you're getting something in return. So, right. with full disclosure, what are you getting back from giving your time, energy, and talents to <laughs> other organizations in the city? That's a great question. Here's a funny little anecdote. Um, over the last four years, I got elected in 2017, right as our national election has happened as well. And both sides of the aisle had their, their feelings about what was going on in our country at the national level. At a city council level, I'm not that. I'm your neighbor first. I'm your neighbor. I'm, <laughs> I live on Vanderbilt Lane. I, like I said, I've lived here 22 years. And I'm really raising my hand to do stuff or get stuff done for my neighbors. That's really what drives me. And what really propelled me to become a city council member was the idea that things were not getting done. And I'll just say it from Redondo Beach, North Redondo, is that I don't believe we were getting the, what I would call a, a good share of the resources or attention from our city. And I went to my city council member and I wasn't getting that. So when you say, what do you get from this? I get the fact that I believe that my neighbors and North Redondo are now getting more attention from our city because we hadn't traditionally voted. We, we didn't vote in elections. We didn't, we were quiet. We're the quiet district, district four. We're, we're quiet about what we need and what we want, yet those wants and needs were going unfulfilled. So I decided I want to do that. Um, I get paid about $12,000 a year plus benefits. That's really what I make. So this is not a career politician thing. And the anecdote that I was talking about was that four years ago, I had so many people talk to me like, you know, you need to do this. You need to do that. And I'm like, whoa, hold on. I'm a volunteer, essentially. 
I do this because I love my city and my my uh, neighbors, and they're talking to me like I'm a career politician, and and I appreciate that, and that's the the job that I'm supposed to have. But that's just part of it is that it's it's starting to really focus in on what does it mean to be in city council and do things and stepping up. And uh, what I personally get out of it is I've made a difference in my community, and we'll talk about those in a little bit. But I'm uh, I'm very proud of the accomplishments that we've got. Uh, I can walk down the street i know a ton of my neighbors uh what's really nice is i walk down i've knocked on four thousand nine hundred doors literally just talking to your neighbors you find that you have great neighbors district four is kind we have wonderful people i've seen people up in the golden hills i've been down on meadow and matthew street where you live i've been over in my area i've been over kind of on huntington and, and herman down by the galleria i've met all those people and what they do is they tell me what's going on and I share those things. And I was able to, I'm, I'm able to move the ball. And that's why I'm running for re-election. I want to move that ball a little bit. And the, the fulfillment that I get and what I actually get from being a city council member is I know I did that. And I'm very happy about that. And I'm uh, very proud of my, my record. So Okay. So I think you've done some great things. Mm-hmm. One thing I know about politics or service is that it's really based around relationships, right? Yes. Um, many people want to jump into the arena and say that they want to do the work, but they have yet to cultivate the relationships that will get them there. So what is your best advice to people that are looking to get in service? And let's say there are people that want to serve and they're not extroverts, so they don't really like the networking and you know, hard handing out and things of that nature. How do you build relationships in your community to one, be able to get into politics, and two, get things done. Sure. Um, being a politician is not for everybody, and I'll be the first one to admit that. In fact, um, I have a little video out there that talks about uh, you know, my father and myself talking uh, about being a, a politician. And, and politicians, to me, I always had a bad taste in them because they feel like they're self-centered, everything's about me and all that. Here's how I approach it. And, and it goes to what you just asked, Tanya, is my whole approach is it's amazing what you can get done if you don't care who gets the credit. Mm. Now, that has a Wait, lot of- Say that again. Say so that one more time. It's amazing what you can get done if you don't care who gets the credit. And being a politician, you have to beat your chest. I did this. I did that. I'm number one. I'm this and that. And that's what turns a lot of people off. But here's what I've done in my last four years, okay? and, and this is this is kind of how it works, and, and and how this could be an example for people. You have to just take that first step. I took the first step in becoming the leader of the North Carolina Beach Business Association because I thought, you know, that's a good thing, and I know that's your title now, so I'm very pleased that you're there. I started to look at how can I help. I stepped up and I became a leader in the Redondo Beach Chamber. And it wasn't like I jumped straight from zero into being a city council member. These are steps as they kind of go. I encourage people to look for opportunities. This last uh, couple of weeks, we've been had been looking for some commission uh, appointments for District 4 specifically. And I had a number of people uh, raise their hand, including yourself, for being on the planning committee. Now, you're out there in the community, Tanya, I know you, so it's, you know, we're, we, we get that. But what we're trying to do is we're trying to get people to say, if you want something to change, you have to look at yourself first. And you have to say, I'm going to see what I can do to just do this or that. Okay, so that's all I did. And then you start small and you go from there. I have a number of people ask me, how can I help? And I'm happy to do so. And, and again, that's the first step is just raising your hand and saying, how can I help? You can help on a campaign. You can help on, hey, can I uh, go and, and uh, participate in a, in a meeting? It doesn't even have to be a city council meeting on, on film or on, uh, on video. It just needs to be that. And that's a good place to start. So how's that? I love that. Um, I think sometimes people are looking to pound their chest and take credit for things. Mm-hmm. But in doing that, sometimes they lose sight of what the big goals are and what servicing their constituency looks like. And since I have been here in this city, I know that the pier has been a point of contention. Most people that live here would love to have their ROI on their home. 
And I do believe that the peer and what it looks like and the kind of energy that it fosters is integral to beach cities, particularly Redondo Beach, because it's more of the family friendly um, city here in in, um, this side of town. So I want to talk, I want you to tell me about what's going on with the peer, because most people that will see this, they don't understand why we have not had a new revitalized peer and when can we expect something to change and how can you as a leader in this city be a part of that? Sure. Well, thank you. And uh, I, I, I have to take a big deep breath when we talk about the waterfront and the pier. And the idea is this, back in 2017, uh, we were looking at a project uh, that had been pushed forward, I'll just call it that. There was a, a group of folks within our org- within our uh, city who had come up with a thing called Measure C, which changed some of the zoning down there. And the project wasn't, I, I don't think it was approached correctly. Um, I was personally for the project, but I didn't campaign for or against a Measure C, which changed the whole thing and, and really stopped or started the whole thing. And that was me because I was focused in on North Redondo's issues right now. Not that the pier and the waterfront isn't a North Redondo Beach issue, but I'm listening to my residents and they need their, their, like I said, we need more resources up here. We need to have our roads paved. We needed to have a Artesia Boulevard attention paid to it. We needed to figure out the Galleria. We needed to figure out the bike path that we're looking at. All these things, that's what I was focused in on. So as we start to look at, at where we are right now, fortunately, the lawsuits are still there. And I'm very sorry about that. That's, it's, it's unfortunate, but it's part of it. What, what we do have and what we can do as a leader, me as a leader as well as all, is we're starting to look at what can be. And we're starting to get kind of back from fighting all the time to looking at hope. And hope is a kind of one of those kind of weird words that you say, you have hope. I hope we can find something that's very cool and place that I want to take my family and people from out of town down to the waterfront. It's not that right now, and it's it's a it's it's kind of run its course, and I want it to be better. So I'm looking for those things, and I'm working with city council members. I'm working with the planning commission, the harbor commission, and all to actually see if we can actually do that. And that's really what I'm looking for. So when I say hope. Hopefully we have some some developers that can come through and, and help kind of get through the log jam of, of some of the, the lawsuits that we have going on. Um, I would rather not have all the fighting going on, but unfortunately you can't, can't stop someone else from fighting. What I can do is only do what I can do. And I'd like to find some hope and I'd like to find a project that uh, everybody can get behind. And that's, that's where I am. So hopefully we get that in this next term because it didn't happen in my first term. So. <laughs> So one of the things I want the audience to know is this demeanor um, that John carries is his regular demeanor. It's pretty (laughs) consistent. So I'm trying to find out, is there anything that really boils your skin? Is there any time where your uh, pitch gets high or your bass gets low and Mm -hmm. you frown? Because even when things are contentious, you Mm -hmm. are still this person. How do you maintain that? And what takes you out of your character? Well, here's how I approach things, and I appreciate you bringing that up, and and thanks for the kind words. It's not easy. I'll just say it that. It's not easy. I take the approach that everyone in our city wants the best for our city. All of the residents, all the people that are yelling and screaming online, they want the best for our city just like I do. They're going about it in a different way, and we can disagree, but I think at the end of the day, we want Redondo Beach to be the best. Okay. Here's, here's where, here's, here's what kind of gets me riled up. I'll just call it that. I don't like to waste time. Mm. Time is very precious. And there are certain things that need to be slam dunks. Okay? And, I, and there's a myriad of examples of things that we discuss at the city council level that we do. They should be just done, right? It's like, hey, you know, we, we want to pave our roads. Great, let's do it. I don't like to waste time. And lawsuits. Are a waste of time. They're a waste of money. They're a waste. And that to me is what, what gets me riled up. 
there's a lot of times I cannot, I can't do one thing or another to make them go away or, or kind of get through the process. So what I do is I do focus in on and I try to say, where's this person coming from and how can I, how can I work with them? And I've been able to do that during my campaign as well as these last four years. Um, I've had a lot of people um, both appreciative as well as mock me for saying, hey, let's meet for a cup of coffee. And that's what I do. I believe in person-to-person -person connection, not via Zoom, not on the phone, not on social media, that personal connection. During a campaign in a pandemic, it's a little more difficult. Okay? Mm -hmm. But the fact is, is that when you sit down and you talk to somebody, even somebody who's yelling and screaming at you on social media, if you talk with them, you find that you have more in common than you think. And uh, I've been able to do that. I'm the one person, I have to say, on our city council that has done that. And I'm very proud of that. And that's how I kind of get to sleep at night, is that I did my best to break some of the angst or the issues or the name calling or the things that go on. But I've been doing that consistently for four years. And uh, I think I've gotten some really great results. And I'll tell you, I like people. I like people to do that. And that's just part of uh, who I am, but also who I, what I bring to our city council. So. Where are we lacking leadership? With the things that have not gotten done, where are we lacking leadership? Where's the leadership lacking in the city? And be honest. Mm -hmm. I'll say it always starts at the top. And our mayor, um, I respect for what he's he's been going through and what he has been doing and how he's been doing it. Um, I would like him to be focused on more broad things throughout our entire city not just focused on a, on a couple of lar the larger ones. And again, the larger ones are the things that he's been doing for the last, uh, I'll call it now 12 years. But um, it, it starts there. And uh, I, I like it that um, as a city council member and a mayor, I think you have to take care of your district, but you also have to take care of all of Redondo Beach. And mm. I think that's the, that's the part that I, I think is there. Um, I'm not going to lay it all at, at his feet, um, Mayor Brand. I'm going to lay it at we're all responsible. Um, I don't like to fight. I like to find compromise. I like to get forward, and I'll take the responsibility. As a leader, these things are on us, the city council members, and I'll tell it all five districts, including the mayor. We're responsible for it, and uh, I think that my four-year track record has been hey, I'm trying to get the best deal that I can for my residents, but also for Redondo Beach as a whole. So when I say leadership, I say, I think we can all do better. I think we can do better. I think our mayor um, has a little change of viewpoint. I'll just call it that in his second and final term as, a, as mayor. And I'll tell you what, I do too. I'm looking at, uh, I called him up and I said, Bill, I don't want to fight more. I told him quite frankly, and we had a great conversation. You know, he's still kind of sticking to his guns on on where he is. But the fact is, is that uh, I reached across. I can't have coffee with him, but I, I called him on the phone and I said, "I want to. I don't want to fight anymore. I want to figure out things. I want to get stuff done. And that that second term, I want to get more done." Um, so I, I think it comes to all all six of us. I'll quite frankly say, and uh, my second term is all about getting even more done by working together. And that's what I want to do. I want to go into something that um, has continuously happened over the years since I've been here in Redondo, and it reminded me of something that happened in Washington, D.C. this week. In this city, there seems to be, as small as it is, a very high level of nastiness when politics comes around, when it's time for elections or when there's something political going on that people don't like, okay? There's one thing to state your opinion, but there is a mob mentality in this small city, a pocket of people that do some very nasty things that are very disrespectful and harmful and scary uh, to other people. I, I've been in some of these little uh, secret rooms and groups. They take pictures of people. They say vile things. And because we know that it's there, it reminded me of the Capitol storming. They act like that in these social media groups. 
So my question would be, if we're going to hold a president accountable for stirring up mess in the Capitol, do we also hold leadership in this city accountable for these small groups and pockets that keep popping up and maligning residents of the city for only participating and trying to be a contributor to the betterment of the city? Like, sure. where does the buck stop when it comes to this kind of bad behavior? Sure. Um, you, you bring up a really great point, and, and I'll say this, I don't necessarily uh, equate it with storming the, the Capitol, but I look at it like this. And this, this is the way I approach it, and I'll just kind of take it from there, is that I really try to look at someone else's, be in someone else's shoes and believe, and I want to believe, and I want to trust that those folks are doing doing what they think is best for our city. Their means might not be the way I take things, but I believe that. And, I, and I'm just trying to be believing in the good of people. But here's where it comes down to. Whether we're talking about storming the Capitol, which again is kind of an extreme, to some of the nastiness or the different things that are going on. Really what it is, is they have to go home and look at themselves in the mirror. And they need to talk to their wife or their husband or their kids and say, own what they do. And here's what I've done for the last four years. I don't have to tell you, Tanya, I have been the brunt of a number of it, okay? And there's nastiness already going on in our campaign. And there's already uh, filler and all the different things on social media, the spin and all those different things. And here's what I'll say. I can't control what they do. I can control what I do. And I respectfully put out my facts. I try not to incite folks. I try to just give them answers. And I try to just keep on facts and how do we move things forward. And it's difficult. And I have to say, it's not fun sometimes. But the idea is that I'm showing my, uh, my ability to really just keep focused. And I think a lot of times the nastiness and everything is to try to distract from what was really going on. And you asked, the last question was what really gets me going. I don't like it when people spin the facts too much. I mean, there's always going to be shadings and things like that. But when you, when you have a, you know, black is white, white is black and, and all those things, I think that that's been our culture for the last four years coming from the, the, from the top of our government. And it's been kind of an okay thing. I think under this new administration, as far as uh, what happened on January 20th, we're at least going to look to say, how do we come together? How do we follow that and put it into the local area? You know, again, you know, these, these platitudes are think globally, act locally. That's exactly what I did when I stepped up for city council. And I'm showing the example that I don't go out and bite somebody. I may defend myself and I will throw punches when I have to, to defend myself. But the idea would be, I'm always going to be straight. I just texted with my opponent just five minutes before we got on air here that I said, I don't know, I'll read it to you. It says, I don't know where you get your information, but everybody spins during a campaign cycle. I give you, the, I give you my word. You can reach out to me personally, and I will always tell you exactly what I said. And that's what I believe I deserve. my opponent deserves that. And I think that's what we deserve each other. Now, that was a text message I just sent before to a guy who is spending a ton of money to try to take my seat. But I'm gonna be fair with him. And I'm gonna say, you have anything and you wanna ask me what I said, you ask me directly and I will answer. And the fact is, is that everybody spends during campaign and everybody tries to head do different things. That's on them. I go home and I sleep well at night because I'm being honest with my residents. I'm touting my what we're trying to do. I would love to be reelected so that I can keep doing more of it. And um, I want people's vote, but I'm also not going to lie for it. I'm going to tell them the truth. And sometimes these residents, they don't want to hear the truth, but I'm going to tell it to them. So that's that's how I think about that. I love that. I want to touch on something that's very personal to me. We recently, well, last year, we had our very first MLK celebration here. Thank you so much, Redondo Beach Police Department, Community Engagement Board and Foundation, and the support of um, the city and our council members and our mayor. But I also want to look at the election that's going on now is also with our 
school board. Mm -hmm. And we have never had a minority on our school board. What is that about? And what are your thoughts on that? Well, it, it kind of comes to, I want everybody to step up. And um, I would like to believe that we live in a racially diverse, everybody kind of together. But what you just pointed out is that the, the, we don't have minorities or, or folks of color doing and raising their hand. And that's a problem. Okay? And it's, we need to encourage that. And we need to be open for that. And we need, to, we need more of that. And I always think that there's a lot of, there's a lot of work to do to be more diverse. And uh, I'm very aware that I'm a, I'm a middle-aged white guy, and I get that. I stepped up, and I wanted to do that. And I'm encouraging folks to step up and do more. Um, and I'll say this. Anybody, race, creed, color, who you love, all those different things, you want to get involved, you should. And it's my job as a leader is to open those things up and say and welcome them. For instance, uh, on commissions, I think the people, you shouldn't be shy to, to at least take a step and be into city government. Or if it's another business group, go and be involved. And I think that we have a lot of work to do to really work on, on getting a more diverse mixture of folks doing stuff. And uh, like I said, I don't know how to solve it, but here's what I do is I'm, I'm open to anybody who wants to serve, come serve with me and I'll show you the way. And that's what a leader does. What do you think our school district can do to promote more diversity in, let's say, hiring, um, cultural events here in the city, and how can you participate in that? Um, I'll be honest. The city council and the board, uh, the school board, you know, very different piece, pieces. So we don't have a lot of influence over what goes on at the school board. But here's here's where. Here's where you can use the, the leadership of, of this. If there are events and things that the school board can actually come up with, I believe it's my job to enforce those by showing up and being part of it, okay? to lending my name to it, if that has any help in it and all that. But also it's about constituents that I have and, and communicating, hey, I think you really should be part of this and supporting things that they do do to, to increase diversity and hiring practices and all of those. Um, and again, I'm, I'm not trying to, to sidestep you know, how I can help on the school board side. I'm, I'm happy to help on the city side. And I think what I can do from a leadership standpoint from a community, from a city council member is to actually support them and communicate and, and really reach out to my constituents. And again, I'm encouraging people to don't take the nastiness as a, a convenient excuse not to step up and do some work, okay, and do some things for your community and give back, whether it's on school board, whether it's on a, just a business community or it's a, a service a service program or something like that. Make sure that you do that. You have friends, you have neighbors, you have uh, people that will support you, and they want you there. And if I can do one thing, I'd like to get the message out that we want more diversity. And we do. And uh, so I don't have all those answers, but I'm willing to be part of the solution. So. so we talked about community. We talked about education. Now let's talk about our businesses here. Um, we both served as uh, president of the NRBBA. Same. I am from Northern California, where most cities work very well with their chamber of commerce. Sure. That's not a thing here. And I don't know why. Can you explain how we can change that? Because I think at the end of the day, when the city and the business organizations work well together, it makes it much more prosperous, which then is more attractive for more businesses to come and better for our taxes, right? Sure. So currently that's not the situation. And mm -hmm. I wanna hear from you how that can be changed, improved, increased, because we're losing a lot of businesses with COVID, but the unfortunate thing is we were losing businesses before COVID. Yes, we were. Absolutely. So let's talk about that. Let me know your thoughts. Well, let, let, let's talk about two things real quick. So let's talk about Chamber of Commerce as a general concept. Chamber of Commerce is a collection of businesses that pretty much share ideas and want to help jointly promote. Okay, so it's kind of like money's put together and you have a marketing team that says, hey, 
we're gonna we're gonna market all of the businesses, including the the restaurants, the hotels, the rest, you know, the, the stores, and all of the different things, the service organizations. And we're gonna be part of something that is branding, quite frankly, and that's a good thing. And we're branding Redondo Beach. That's a that's what it's all about. Here in Redondo Beach, we had a chamber that was also doing higher level marketing by taking money through our TOT tax, which is the hospital bed tax. Okay, And there was some monies there that were there. And they were spending that and they were promoting businesses and doing everything that they had before. Unfortunately, uh, I believe that some of the residents that are, are, are felt that they were not getting true value or they had stepped in politically uh, to, to want some different business-friendly things happen down at the waterfront and all these different things. Those are all well and good. I served as the treasurer of the Redondo Beach Chamber, Chamber, and that was kind of before I became a city council member, obviously. And the idea is that um, that is where we were. It became a political cudgel, as I'll use uh, President Obama's word, cudgel, to beat each other with it. Oh, you're part of the chamber. Oh, you're not part of the chamber. It's not about the chamber. Businesses that are in Redondo Beach are our neighbors, just like residents are. Okay, they're making their livelihood here. They serve us. They put us in to bed. They sell us things. They do all of that. And these people are here paying taxes, and they need to be taken care of. So here's where we are. That's where we were, and here's where we are now. Dominic uh, Noel, I believe is his name, uh, and I always get his last name wrong. So bear with me. <laughs> um, He's a great leader. What he's done is he's basically said, I'm gonna focus in on the business community and how we can work with the city. And I'll give Mayor Brand credit for this. He has really reached out and given the, the chamber a chance to really help mend that fence. And Bill has been doing his part as well. So I give him, commend, I commend him for that. Everyone's always leery. Everybody's, on a, you know, everybody's all kind of tense, but we're four years past and we got bigger things to do. And I'm a, I'm a big chamber person, I believe in it, but I think through Dominic's uh, leadership, kind of a, the talk of what we're doing here, that's exactly what he should have been doing now, is changing how the Redondo Beach Chamber interacts with folks, it focuses only on business and really kind of does what they need to do, and I'm very proud to be uh, associated with them, and I like we, we can use that as an example of how we can kind of mend some of the fences we have here at Redondo Beach. And um, like I said, I give Bill Brand credit for uh, reaching out and being a better partner with our businesses. And, uh, and we kind of go from there. So. Um, now we've talked about some of your wins. I want you to tell me about some of your mm, Failures and shortcomings, because we all know that it happens, right? It happens. Right. How do you pick yourself up from that? Um, so where where it went wrong, where it might not have reached where you want it to reach, and then how you mm -hmm. kind of recovered from that and move forward. Sure. Well, Tanya, I'm here to say as a politician, I never fail. I only have victories. How's that? <laughs> I love it. Yes, well. Um, that's a great question, Tanya, and I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I believe that some of the things that I've championed and, and started to go go and, and push forward and have lost, you'll learn from. And I try not to make the same mistake twice. Okay. okay. Um, so I, I kind of look at it as, as um, that's something that you, you do and you learn from every experience. And, and I'll say this. I believe when I'm doing something, I'm doing it for the right reasons. And I can, like I said, go home and look myself in the mirror and sleep well at night when I do so. So yes. you know, I kind of lay it out there. Um, there. There have been a couple of issues where I didn't get exactly what I believe was the best thing. Okay. And, and I'll say you have to sometimes make tough choices as being a leader. Okay. But you also have to then go with the flow. And, and one of them is this. Okay, and then one that just recently happened is with regards to the homeless shelters. Mm -hmm. I believe that North Redondo Beach and South Redondo Beach should share the share the hosting of this shelter. 
and I was very outspoken about it. And I believe that these shelters are for the greater good. And we've already, and I'll just do real quick, we have 15 shelters uh, that we, they're called pallet shelters. They were filled completely on the 28th of 2020 or 20, 28th of December. So we had all, all of them filled. And we've already had two residents there actually move out into permanent housing. So these things are working and it is a great thing for our city. And it's a model for other cities to be able to do this. This is great. So this is the, the prototype that we're looking at. But I lost. I lost in my push to have South Redondo host it. And I talked about, look, we're not using the, uh, we're not using the lagoon right now. Let's put it there. It already has uh, bathrooms. It already has things that go on. It's a great place and it's going to be temporary. And it's going to be temporary for the very nature that COVID has shut it down. We're going to have it open by May or June and it would have already been gone and we could have put it in there very quickly and easy. But I got outvoted, okay? I talked about the Moonstone Park and, um, you know, everybody had reasons for it not to go to Moonstone Park. I, I basically talked to uh, the owner of the AES power plant, the new owner there. Not a guy I talk to very often. I don't have any relationship with him, but my residents wanted me to try. And I went out and I reached out and I, I got that guy to at least talk to the city. He offered up his property and it turned out it didn't work. Those were three things that I did because I believe it's important for South Redondo to have some skin in this game, okay, of this prototype. And we would have had it for a year instead of the six months that it's scheduled for right now. Right. So a leader goes out and you kind of push and you say, hey, what can you do? We ended up with a homeless shelter up in my district right next to Target on Kingsdale, okay, for six months. Now, what I've seen other council members do and I've been oh, I didn't get it, so I'm going to vote no. No, the greater good was there, and I did my best. I pushed it. But you have to sometimes take it on the chin and say, you know what? I can't get it completely over the goal line, but you have to vote for it anyway. And we passed it in a four-to-one vote, and we're now where we are. We have a six-month uh, prototype or you know, a test of this homeless shelter. Now, that's something where you lose, but I did everything I could for my residents to what I think is share the, share the, it's not a burden, and share the, the hosting needs, the disruption to our city, the, the, our residents that live around there, all of those different things. But I did my best. And that's how I can go home at night and I can sleep because I did my best. But I also did the right thing and still voting for this, even though I didn't get everything I wanted. That's what a leader does. That's what a leader does is, you do your best, but you actually have to kind of look at the greater good. And I did. I voted for keeping this going through, for helping homeless folks in our neighborhood. We negotiated to get a new navigator up here in North Redondo. Okay, so that's a real big benefit for us in North Redondo. And um, I'm happy to say that we've had zero incidences down there. We've also had two folks move into permanent housing. Um, Lila, uh, our navigator, she's, she's amazing. I have been out with her a couple of times. I even met some of these residents. Uh, I met. Uh, she is. She is amazing. She is, and I'll tell you, I, I've met a couple of the residents, and they are very thankful to have a roof over their head, a door they can lock, and go about their business, get a job, and go find permanent housing. So the greater good was served, but I also it wasn't exactly the way I would do it. And that's politics, but that's also being an adult. An adult basically takes it and says, "Hey, sometimes you don't get everything you want, but you have to. You have to make the vote for the greater good." And that's how I serve. That's what I want to do in my next four years. And, hey, um, adulting is hard. Everybody don't know how to do that, John. <laughs> no, no. Some people are 40, 50, 60 years old still struggling with adulting. I don't know how you even teach that anymore. Well, I'll say I struggle sometimes too. You know, we all do. But the idea is that uh, when I'm putting on this uh, uniform that I have on here, okay, um, I understand people are watching me and I am respectful and I'm trying to be an adult. And I try to use the words that are not insightful. I'm trying to move things forward and I'm trying to do the best for my residents. Um, being petty, being kind of stupid sometimes doesn't serve my residents. And that's what I'm focused in on. I'm focused in on doing the best for my residents and for Redonda Beach. And uh, I think I'm doing a good job. I think so. I think so. But I can be petty and 
get a little fun. I have a little fun with it sometimes. I mean, um, you got to do that sometimes. You just got to do it. Okay. So really quick, I want to hone in on backseat drivers, right? Sure. I have gotten into most of the positions that I'm in because I'm a habitual complainer. All right. I ain't gonna lie. I complain, but I'm not afraid to do the work. So for those people that like to complain and talk mess and do crazy stuff, but are not in there with their sleeves rolled up doing the work or won't even have the conversation with the people that can get the work done, I want you to give them some advice right now. Sure. Well, it's advice that where you're talking about is social media for darn sake, right? So it's uh, being anonymous or semi-anonymous and being able to throw pot shots doesn't do anything. And I tell people all the time, I say, if you want to do something, do something, right? Um, I'll say this, and, and my opponent, very funny little anecdote, right? So he's thrown out a little thing that says, hey, our councilman isn't, uh, you know, picking up the trash. And he's got all these different. I saw that. Right? So there's a little app just like that. Okay, I'm going to, nope, there we go. I don't know if you can see that. It's called Access Redondo, Okay. It enables people to, in an app, take a picture, click, press the button, and someone will take care of it in the city. That's how you actually solve problems. Instead of running around claiming, taking pictures and taking pot shots and yelling and screaming and being mad, do something about it. We're all in this together, okay? Again, we were talking just a second ago about being an adult. How you are an adult in Redondo Beach is you actually do something, and they make it as simple as possible. Pick up the access redondo app take a picture and tell somebody you can also copy me anytime you'd like that's my job and that's why you elected me but the idea is that that's kind of how it works okay so i've got people on social media saying oh we need to do this okay have you formally talked to me about it okay it's not i'm not here picking up tips off of uh, social media i'll respond and i will do some things based on what i see there but the idea is there's formal channels for it and people want the easy way so, so I've got some advice for that. Mm-hmm. Do leadership redondo and learn how the city works, Absolutely. and then you'll know who to call to get it done. Yeah, I would say it'll open your eyes. And and I'll say this: when I became a city council member, I'm a business guy, right? I get stuff done, and it gets done tomorrow. The city, as well as funding and all these different things, it's slow for a reason, and it's frustratingly slow for a reason. Yes. Because it has to be done right. right. It has to be done with people chiming in. They have to have voice. They have to do all the different things that go on. And residents want something done tomorrow. And I would love to have it done tomorrow, but it unfortunately doesn't work that way. And that's also part of being patient. Okay. So a lot of times, a lot of the emails, a lot of the online posts that I see, it's about you need to be a little patient. We're on it. And here's the proof that we're doing that. And here's the link. And here's how it goes. And uh, that's how I that's how I work on things. Yeah. So I was um, I go running in the morning. I run on the beach, and I saw Mickey Marafino and Carolyn uh, run uh, picking up trash just mm-hmm. on the beach, just picking it up. So they weren't complaining about it. They were taking their time, and they were just picking up trash because they didn't want to see it there in their city. Leadership. She's on my board. I love it. And those are the type of people that I really support because I know that they will also do the same, right? You see something that needs to be done, just get it done. We have that here, even in your household. Oh, that's not my chore. That's not my, check this out. You live here, right? You live here? Okay. It needs to be done and you saw it? Okay. I'm going to need you to jump in and just take care of it. Because that is an expectation. So maybe it's just lack of home training. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I'll say this. You asked a couple of minutes ago about what can people do to kind of get involved if they're, you know, they might be shy or they might be this. And you hit it right on the head. Start with something really small. You yeah. see something, pick it up. Okay. It's not that I go walking in the morning and I pick up bottle caps and I, I store them, right? And I throw back away the bottle. That's what I do. And those are, those are kind of my little things. But someone getting the Access Redondo app and just telling public works that, hey, there's some overgrowth over here. Or, oh, the, the cans are spilled over here. I don't expect someone to go and, you know, pick up, you know, a whole big trash can of trash and then do that. 
but the idea is that say something. We're in it together. Um, yeah. This is a part-time job. Remember, I have a full-time job too, and this is you know, I'm not walking around the city with my clipboard saying, "Hey, by the way, this needs to get done and that needs to get done." It needs to be told to me, and I will respond to it. And that's how our city works. We don't have that. So, yeah. a great way to get involved: just get the Access Redondo app, put it on your phone, and take pictures. I was walking just the other day. There's graffiti on a wall. I, there's a place where you can tell about graffiti, and in 24 hours it was done. And it wasn't because city councilman Don Grand did it. It was because I used Access Redondo. I clicked the button. I said, here's where it is, and they got it done in 24 hours. Okay? Had nothing to do with my city council membership. Okay? City just does that. It's a great way to get started. And when you start to see results like that, it kind of inspires you to do more. And I encourage everyone, including my opponent, to do that rather than go out and take pictures and try to score points. Just quite frankly, just help. I love it. Well, listen, let the people know what you have coming up, if you have any events or virtual events coming up and how they can support you, how they can just get in touch with you, how if they want to complain that you wear your big board undies and you're happy to have a conversation with them. So let sure. them know how to get in touch with you and how we can uh, move the city forward. Sure. Well, first and foremost, let me let me say the best thing about being a city council member. Okay? And you, you didn't ask that question, Tanya. You asked about all the hard stuff. The best part is getting to know my neighbors. I have to say, back when I even thought about doing all of this, I didn't have any roots. Uh, I knew a couple of folks through some of the organizations, the NRBBA, the chamber, uh, a couple other things, but I didn't have any roots because I was commuting all the time. Being a city council member gets me out of my house, just like everybody else. You have to have a reason to get out of your house. And I was able to go talk to my neighbors, knock on the door, talk with them. And we have great neighbors, especially in District 4. And I'll even go out on a limb and say District 4 is the best neighborhoods, but I'm biased. Okay. That's been the best part. And uh, I'm looking to see if we can kind of heal our, our, our Redondo Beach way we speak with each other. Okay. Again, I'm always up for coffee. And uh, I'll tell you, during the pandemic, it's a little tough. So we're, you know, we're, we're having to do a couple other different ways. But here's what I'm doing I'm running for re election. I hope I can count on your vote. Okay. And Tanya, I want your vote and I want everybody else's vote. So that's kind of what happens here. But I've got a couple of things going on. I have um, a couple of projects that we've started thus far, which is extending the bike path. Okay, so we're going to extend the bike path that's uh, up in the North Redon from where it is at Felton all the way to the Inglewood uh, Avenue. Okay, we're going to also then, in a second phase, look at getting it all the way to the Galleria with the Galleria's help. They've got a, a thing funded over there. We need to make sure the Galleria gets done right. Okay, yes. which means when they come and they have a different. Uh, um, plans. We need to go through them. We need to make sure it's done right. We need to work on Artesia Boulevard. Okay, And Artesia Boulevard right now, the biggest issue that we just have under our ACAP, if you ever know what that, want to know what that is, it's Artesia Aviation Coordination or Corridor Plan. Okay, Basically what it is, is it's a, it talks about how do we kind of revitalize the entire area. We need to talk about parking. We need to look at our parking ordinances so we can actually change those businesses out. I want to work on that. I also want to be part of the AES power plant when he, we start to work all those things. I'd like to be part of the waterfront because I've been talking to our residents and I believe I've heard from them what they want down there. And I want to be able to do that. So how can you help? Well, first, go to johngrand.com. Johngrand.com has everything that I've been doing for the last four years. There's my accomplishments, all these things. There's a mailer going to be coming out that um, it's a little embarrassing about how much goes on. People don't really know. People don't really care. But when you actually see it all on one page, it's kind of like, wow, okay, for stepping up. And I'm, I'm very proud of that. Um, we can only go to my website. You can donate if you wish. Uh, I'm always accepting donations. But I would really like people to talk about their experience over the last four years. That's how I would like people to help the most. If you can write me an email, get up online and make an endorsement or say something about what's been going on. Good, bad, and indifferent. I'll post them up there. But the idea is this. I want to hear from you. And what I get my most energy from are my residents. The residents who um, I helped, uh, like Patrick Fisher over on Ford. I actually helped him get a new fence from the city right away 
a year and a half into my term. Okay. And that was something we talked about two years before and it took two years to do so. I did that. Um, I helped get the, uh, uh, the curbs, put ADA compliant things in over on uh, Vanderbilt and Slauson. All four corners are all done now. These are things that my residents told me about and I was able to do. And that gives me the most satisfaction. But it also affirms that I'm doing the right job and I want to keep doing those things. Lastly, I think if you would like a sign, you want to do all those things. But here's what it really comes down to. I would like your vote. I'd respectfully ask for your vote. And I believe that uh, together we can do great things. And uh, that's what a leader's about. That's what uh, I'm learning is I've learned from my residents how to do so. And I'd like to be the leader you want, which is someone who's lived here for 22 years, knows what's going on, pays attention and does things and gets it done. And I'll go back to that last quote, or the first quote that I started here and I, I like this. It's amazing what you can get done when you don't care who gets the credit. I get a ton of stuff done because I just want to get it done. I don't need to beat my chest as a, as a city council member and a politician. I just want to get it done. And when you start to look at the results, results matter. And I'm very proud of my track record. I hope you are too. Um, and I'm, I'm honored and, and privileged to be your city council member. So please vote. Ballots drop on February 2nd. Need to be sent back by May 2nd. Um, you know, I, I, I hope that my opponent stays in a positive campaign. He's going a little negative and it's okay. You know, I, I kind of figured it out. I, I know who he's aligned with, but I hope that he wants something good for our city too. And I hope that it's not just purely political for him, but that's how it goes. You know, it's a campaign. My message will be out. I want you to vote and I want you to vote for me, but just vote. So there's my pitch. How's that? Thank you. I love it. You know, I love a good pitch. So thank you so much um, for taking the time, for sharing, for being open, for being honest, and for continuously learning and being a leader here in Redondo Beach. Thank you so much, John. Thank you, Tanya. Thank you so much for having me on here. And um, you keep doing what you're doing. You're, you're a great leader in our, our fair city, and I really appreciate your time as well. So thanks. Appreciate you too. Thank you so much. And thank you guys for showing up today. Um, have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you soon. Sounds great. Thanks.